Come on in, guys. And we are back for Talking Llama, back with Jared, the, the original twosome, Survivor 42 finale. Jared, we missed you the last couple of weeks, but you can come back for the, for the big finish, kick Chris out of here. Glad to have you back. Yeah, glad to be back, I, especially after listening to Chris. I listened to those two, just couldn't handle it. <laughs> Fair enough. I think we all might, might feel that way. I'm just um, kidding. We tried to get him on for this one. He broke our hearts. No, he has a early morning, which we'll see. Yeah. I'm sure if I believe that, but I don't know if 630 is early. <laughs> it is for me. It is for most people. So I guess that's fair. Um, but quick catch up. What did, what did you think of the the end game? The last kind of stretch run here. Just some, some quick thoughts or just broad like dislike. Yeah, I, I agreed with you that they were good episodes. Um, I I think the gameplay was was pretty solid, like if not a little predictable. But um, I, I think they were in general making the right moves. Um, one thing, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot to catch up on. But one thing that I was a little confused about, or on a different page than everyone else, was like how strong the game Lindsay was playing was. Um, I think she, I think she was playing fine. I, I was not particularly impressed by anything that she was doing. Um, her, her one goal for about five episodes in a row of getting Jonathan out never happened. And it turned out that it wasn't even the right thing to be trying to do. Um, so yeah, as, as things come up, I might, I might chime in, um, but overall, like the, the few episodes I've missed, I think, um, the last two were definitely better than, uh, the previous one, if that makes sense. It makes sense. I can't remember the specific order episodes, but I'll just go with it. But okay. I mean, yeah, it was overall a strong, a strong finish and, I think with Lindsay, she just kind of popped for a couple episodes. Like I liked her a lot the whole time. So I was maybe a little biased, but I think she did kind of pop for a very like brief stretch. And then you make your whole thing getting out this one person and then you don't do it. It kind of deflates the, on the back end, the uh, looking back on how maybe how, how well she was doing, but I still think she played a good game. And yeah. even the cast though, um, thought she was like the biggest threat that was and, there and that's sometimes all you need you're the biggest yeah. threat because players say you're the biggest threat like allison from david versus goliath nothing we saw made her seem like a huge threat but all we heard was allison's gotta go allison's gotta go that is true i'm i'm always in for for an allison physical threat reference <laughs> and that's what Lindsay was well she was <laughs> yeah yeah no, she actually was yeah We'll get into some of the, the challenge stuff here. Um, but might as well just spoil the top. Marianne, your Survivor 42 winner. And I've I've come around 
big time on Marianne from episode one through the finale. I was to start, I was more on the side of Jonathan. And looking back, once you see the whole story that Survivor wants to tell for their winner, it makes all the sense in the world that they paint her as this social outcast who's maybe the first boot from her tribe on, on the outs kind of right away and then working her way back in, kind of biding her time and then making a couple big moves at the end, winning everybody over. I think when you look at it as a whole character arc and story, it was told very well. And you had the full picture. Yeah, we kind of expected her to get more annoying the more we saw of her, but I think the opposite happened. Um, yep. I, yeah, I, and I think she generally seemed to be liked by everyone by the end. I'm not sure if like Jonathan ever came around on her, but um, I mean, but you have to, if you're going to get seven of the eight votes. Yes. Yep. And, but Jonathan was the one who didn't vote for. Her, so yeah, no surprise, but he had that romance with, with Mike. I would have been shocked if, if he, if he voted for, for Marianne in that, in that instance. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think she's a great winner. I, I still, I think from my outside perspective, I think I would have voted for Mike, but I don't really want to waste any time arguing against Marianne's win with what she did at the, at the last couple episodes. Yeah. I, I thought strategically she was starting to gain a little momentum until like Drea pretty much shot her down um, in front of everyone and said like, even that big move wasn't your idea. So oh, at, the, at the final travel. Yeah. Um, so it's like, how do you like, that's the one thing that you did. How do you overcome that? And I guess you overcome it by telling them that you never used your idol. Yes. And that was, I mean, that was the, this person's going to win survivor moment. Even if you were listening to the music only, you could tell, oh yeah, this, person, yep. this person's going to win. And also there was another key earlier on the episode where I was convinced that she was going to win. Um, but let's just start at the beginning. Let's let's smash that hourglass. Hopefully, hopefully for the last time. Nope. And nope. I don't know if you read some uh, some things about forty three. Uh, oh, was that the EW article or an interview with Probst? There was I, something, and it was, he basically said a bunch of stuff that I didn't like. Yes, he said what would be coming back for forty three, but let's not talk about that right now. Good call. This is a happy episode. Uh, so they get back to their new beach, and going to repeat ourselves from, from last season. There's no point in sending them to a new beach. Nothing, <laughs> nothing comes from it. They say, oh, we have no shelter. Who cares? We have three days left. Exactly. They have three days left. What's one or two more nights in a crappy shelter when they're right at the end game? The whole point of this new era is survivors hard again. Yeah. So like let the game be hard on its own. Why? Who cares if the last day or two are like marginally tougher? Yeah. What I don't get about it is that Yes, you're trying to make it harder, and that's definitely harder on the players, but like it being harder on the players is not a focus of the episode. Like it you just did it for a 25 second clip to show the surprise on their faces, which we can barely see because they're in the dark anyway. And now, like, sure as viewers it's like oh yeah they're surprised and then they just never mention it again for the rest of the episode this is so, one of the things this is one of the things 
I mean, if they can edit out an entire idle nullifier, they can edit around a new beach. How many people, aside from players who have played in the past, are going to recognize the beach is different? Yeah, but hey, you got to admit, for those 25 seconds, you were like, whoa. Disagree. <laughs> Everybody disagrees. It's, yeah, I, I don't understand it either. Like, minor, minor complaint doesn't really affect anything. But there's, there's, it doesn't add anything, so it should be scrapped. Is kind of how I, how I would see it. Yep. But it, uh, it's not one thing. As long as the do or die and the hourglass twist and that kind of nonsense is still in the game, I'll, I'll fight for those to be gone before I'll make, give too much energy towards getting rid of the the new beach for the last two nights. Yeah. Uh... You know, for as I guess they improved in how they used their time this season overall, but yeah, big that time. was, that was one the that, end uh, big time. Yeah. But so uh, right away, this was my first kind of indication that Lindsay was not going to win when they showed her that, that little spat she had with Jonathan where Lindsay voted for Jonathan. So, but then she was pissed at Jonathan for not, cluing her into the Omer vote, which I I understand where she's coming from, that if if she and Jonathan are supposed to be in alliance, Jonathan should have told her about the vote. But you can't make that point when you just voted for Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, that's and granted, he I don't think he handled it very well. Either. Oh, my God. When she was saying how smug he was like, oh, yeah, he was absolutely yeah. smug beyond belief. And it was like, you're both being idiots right now. Yeah, so uh, that kind of <laughs> that that kind of showed that neither one of them had a chance. Although I don't really think Jonathan had a chance coming in, but yeah, not a not a great moment for either of them. Yep, not really. And then, man, <laughs> I don't, I I I hope I don't come off mean towards Romeo tonight, but he was the source of so much comedic relief tonight in ways that. I know he did not intend to be funny and I'm, I obviously can't speak to his mindset on the Island. If he thought these things he was doing were actually going to help his case, or if he was, if he knew he was just grasping at straws and had to do anything he could to get some traction. Sure. I'll go with that. Won't begrudge him that, but when it plays off of the edit, he's got all season. Absolutely high class comedy. Yeah, I think, the edit was probably uh, pretty accurate given Omer's critique of, uh, of Romeo's game at the very end of the episode too. So yeah, yeah that was uh, granted. I think he did. I think he did fairly well at final tribal, but um, I think he did about as well as could be expected. Yeah. yeah. Given the scenario. Um, so it starts here. He lies. He says an idol. Fine. Seen it before. Seen it before. Nothing, nothing new there. Um, so he's guaranteed to make final four, which he was anyway. Um, and he says he thinks they buy it. I didn't buy that because I mean, you see Mike goes, he just goes, good for you, Romeo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like played off. Like he was trying not to like laugh in his face. I don't think Mike would have done that, but that's how that response played. It's like, ah, okay, whatever, Romeo, just do your thing. And then he shows that he made a fake idol. Great. But it was an idol bracelet. Yeah. I don't think there's ever been an idol bracelet before. I don't either. And again, it's Survivor. 
but I feel like you want to go with the odds. At least make like a necklace or an actual idol. Make make something that that'll play off a little better. And the payoff to this was just Chef's Kiss, which well <laughs> we won't, we won't jump to. But but this yeah, was I want to yeah, just to the point of like the idol not being believable. They never showed the viewers a scene of like him showing people his idol either right oh no no i never never thought about that part of it so like we don't know what their reactions were it or were to it if like he did show them but i also think it would have been hilarious if he just said that he had a fake or he said that he had a real idol and then didn't show anyone the idol and then just showed up at tribal council with with a fake idol that he had that he didn't even need to show anyone. Then he just throws it in the fire. That was, I can't, I can't wait to get to that moment. Cause that was just, just fantastic. Um, but uh, speaking of real idols, we have two still in the game with Mike and Marianne, Marianne, who has kept the only secret in the game. Although the way secrets are supposed to work, maybe it's not the only secret. Who knows? That's true. That's next level thinking right there but yes as far as twists and advantages and idols this is the only one that nobody knew about aside from the the owner of it um and marianne's sitting pretty because she has her idol and mike has said that he promised marianne to marianne that he if he's safe he would play his idol for her at final five which if he follows through with that would allow marianne to make a move with her idol gain some some jury points there potentially but Mike has also told Lindsay that he might play his idol for her at Final Five. And by the end of the episode, he'll have also told Jonathan the same thing. So Mike's, Mike's idol could play some fi- could create some fireworks in Tribal. You know, we'll see. It doesn't really ultimately seem to... Like that one single move was kind of indicative of the larger issue people had with this game, it seemed like. But I don't think that one single move necessarily cost him anything. Um so the big thing with the new beach is they get a tree mail to do a word scramble that leads them to a, you know, it's a clue to an advantage. I guess they didn't want them on a familiar beach. Just make a hard word scramble, hard clue. That's fine. Um, Lindsay just destroys the scramble and then needs about an hour to search for it. Um, can't find it. And everyone else decides to team up. And then this was the first clue that Marianne was going to win. First clue, at least when she says that she's sandbagging it, because she she wants Lindsay to find the idol or the the advantage. She doesn't want Jonathan or Mike or Romeo, and she'll sacrifice herself finding it because of her idol if it means the person she wants to find it will find it. And that would have been an easy part to just edit out. They could have just lumped her in as also not knowing how to solve the, the scramble. But they showed that one little extra piece of strategy that made it seem like this maybe is is who's who's going to win the game. Yeah, I. I didn't think of it like that, but man, if that's, if that's your resume builder. No, no, I don't think it's a resume builder. I think it's just a a little clue to the audience because there's really no reason to include that. Isn't that doesn't really add anything. Didn't pay dividends. She never brought it up. She never told Lindsay, Hey, I, I did this so you can get it. She never mentioned it once once. So it was just a little extra thing for the audience to say, okay, she's got her head in the game. She's, making moves so she's doing smart making smart decisions that's yeah. how i read it maybe i'm yeah. too much into it wouldn't be the first time but that was a little clue 
Okay. Yeah. I I didn't think of it that way, but I guess, yeah, if they wanted to at least make who they knew would eventually win look stronger, then that would, that would be one way to do it. I'm wondering if they, they were thinking back to Erica from last season where even into the finale, like she didn't have like a big moment. So maybe they, they wanted to kind of sprinkle little moments in when they could. Um, but eventually Lindsay does find it and it's an advantage in the next immunity challenge. And I love Lindsay. She's my episode one winner pick, but I, I hate this. I hate challenge advantages, especially this late in the game. Like we talked about before with a bunch of other aspects of the game. Survivor's not a fair game. We get that. We're fine with it. We like it. But immunity challenges, especially the most important, the most important ones, this late in the game, final five, four, whatever, should be on a level playing field. At least, at least in my opinion, get rid of this. I, I do not like it. Yeah, I guess <laughs> two, two negative equals two negative equals a positive or two negatives equal a a positive where like you have uh no that, that's just in math well hang on hear me out hear me out so you have the automatic fire making challenge right so because we know that whoever makes the final four will have a chance to make it to the end anyway why not and i i know this is the final five challenge but why not make the final four challenge a little unfair because no matter what, everyone will have a chance to make it to the end. Huh? Pretty good. I'm not sure I follow that. No, no. everyone will have a chance to make it to the end. If, if you get to the final four and when you're saying play, use these, like, yeah, you want the challenges to be fair, obviously when there's so few people left, but it's like, Hey, if you don't even have to make it through one pure vote to get to the end of the game. Let's just make the challenges unfair too. Cause you can still just suck your way there pretty much. That's fair. That's my, that's also an issue that, that I've had for a long time. And I don't think I'm alone in this make idols end at six, make the players successfully navigate one vote. I don't think that's asking a whole lot. One pure clean vote. No idols, no twists, no advantages, purely social and strategic chops. Now, in this instance, I don't think it made a difference because it seemed like Lindsay was the one who's going to go anyway. So I don't think the idols really affected that in this case. But in broad terms, get rid of the idols at five, make it idols at six, make them earn one vote, please. Well, yeah, if you're going to do fire then make it idols at six. If you're not going to do fire, then idols at five, maybe. Agreed. I would still actually take idols at six. Yeah, that's I think probably be, best. That I think that'd be my preferred, but idols at five with no fire, a thousand percent better than idols at five with fire. But a little, little bit of a tangent, not the first time, probably the last time. Um, so she gets the, the, cha- the, the advantage. And I only hope here is that it wouldn't be a huge advantage. And I thought it was going to be actually when they, when they reveal it. Um, first, I love this challenge. We've seen it a few times. It's the obstacle course. They run through to different you know stations, untie knots to retrieve puzzle pieces, make a puzzle. Love this one. I think it'd be a blast to do. It's usually fun to watch. Love it. 
Um, so each each bag of puzzle pieces is tied with six knots. Lindsay's advantage makes her only have to untie one knot. And I thought this was a huge advantage when it was laid out there. Yeah, definitely. Like, <laughs> not. Yeah, what did it say? Small advantage. You get a small I think it advantage. Said slight, but yeah, slight, slight small, yeah, slight yeah. advantage. Uh, by slight, you mean removing. 84% of <laughs> one of the parts of the challenge, then yes. But then they go through it and Jonathan, I don't, I mean, I'm sure working on the water, tying and untying, you know, ropes for boats helps with that. But he, it was like they weren't even tied with the speed he was going through. I would love he just, he just ripped it. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if they'd allow that. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be even more impressive. <laughs> Just ripping rope. I mean, agreed. But I would really appreciate it if Jeff goes, nope, got to retie and untie him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jonathan actually beats Lindsay to the puzzle, but it's Jonathan and a puzzle. So I never really had had much belief that he was going to win. So the only question was if if Lindsay could hold on. Um, she doesn't. She loses to Mike by mere moments, probably one single piece left on her puzzle and credit to Mike because Lindsay had a pretty decent start, but those puzzles, they're the equalizer. They're, yeah. They can, you can, they can allow you to make up so much time with, with how complicated they are. And Mike came in, just fought through it and he kind of start, started whipping through the puzzle and just him and Lindsay. I mean, Jonathan even just like stopped putting the puzzle together. He was just watching at one point. Well, I was going to mention that, too, because Lindsay was like, did you see him? He's so arrogant. He just stopped doing the puzzle. Lindsay, like, I, it feels like Lindsay just hated Jonathan. Yeah. I, it's I like, wonder no, what he, they're like now. Yeah, it's like he, he knew he was so bad at it that he wasn't even going to try. I don't know if that's arrogance. I don't know. I think maybe arrogant is the wrong word, but... With the way the puzzle was, and it almost happened a couple times for both of them, you could knock it over. Yeah. Like you knock it down and just completely screw yourself. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if arrogance the right word because he knew he was, knew he was going to go through. Uh, maybe it's just the competitor in her because that's been, that's been a theme is that she just has to keep competing. And then to see someone who she probably thought was in that same vein as Jonathan, just to kind of just say, eh, whatever, just stop. It, it wasn't like uh, South Pacific where Sophie asked uh, <laughs> Albert Albert to just stop working on his puzzle. To pick up her. my pieces. <laughs> uh, oh, what, yeah. a, what a moment. Um, um, well, one, one other thing, too, about Jonathan and puzzles quick. Um, he's bad at them. So, well, I know that we all we all love puzzles and puzzles are the great equalizer. But like this season, every, I mean, all as far back as I can remember, every challenge had like a puzzle on it for like the last four immunity challenges or something. And it's like, okay. I mean, I get that this like kind of evens the playing field as far as physical players go, but like, if you're not good at puzzles, like you have no chance, like they're just not giving you a chance to win the challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I can see. That. I feel like most of the puzzles, like you can figure out, how to do it and but you have to have a if you're like a jonathan you have to have a huge start head start and from the physical you know first 
one or two phases, whatever the challenge is. But yeah, if you're bad at puzzles and a lot of those, you just, yeah, you're basically just drawing dead. Yeah. But expending a, a great amount of energy <laughs> to, to get there in that case. <laughs> to get third. Yeah. Um, so Mike wins and picks Jonathan to go on the pasta reward back at camp. And that's when the idol comes into play again. Mike tells Jonathan he will play the idol for him. So he's now told Lindsay and Marianne and Jonathan that he would play his idol. Um, this is one of the problems of playing the honor and integrity game that Mike mm-hmm. has been trumpeting. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of the theme of, of his final run that came up just short here is that he trumpeted the, you know, I'm, I'm a man of honor. I'm a man of integrity. I'm a man of trust. And then he wouldn't follow through. And it didn't seem like that was the strategy that he was trying to play that up on purpose to then betray people. He thought he was actually playing that game and he acknowledged a little, a little later on at final that he maybe wasn't doing what he thought he was, but let me think of coach in South Pacific. When you, when you hammer home that that's your game, it's maybe the easiest one to poke holes in. And then you, you're giving people a reason not to vote for you. Yeah, it's it's definitely the hardest one to get people to buy. Like, I, I think everyone would have been fine. And it, they even said something close to this, but everyone would have been fine if Mike just said, yeah, like, especially early on in the game, I wanted to make sure that I was building up these relationships and sticking to my word and and playing with integrity. So later on, it would give me a little more freedom. And I, I use that to take advantage of a few situations. Like, I, I think they would have been totally fine if he said that. Yeah, I think they were. I think they wanted him to. Yeah. And and not like some of them seem like they wanted him to just flat out admit that he like lied and cheated and all that stuff. But like, really, like you could still satisfy them like to the extent that they need to be, but also not be like, yeah, I just completely BS my way through the game. Yep. There was a middle ground there, which you just did not find, but there was, was a chance. Uh, But Marianne now is also in a tough spot or could be because assuming that Mike follows through and plays his idol on her, she's got her idol to do something with or not do something with. She she wants Lindsay to stay from a, on an emotional standpoint, but she also knows what a big threat Lindsay is, but she's also worried that because Lindsay is the obvious vote, that maybe she should make a big move to vote out someone who's not the obvious vote. But at this point in the game, that's getting a little too cute. You vote out the threat because they're a threat. doesn't matter if it's obvious or not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's not, I guess there's not much, much more <laughs> yeah. to say than that. Like I said it before, sometimes the the simple or obvious choice doesn't make it the wrong choice just because it's the obvious one. If it's early on and you want to shake things up, sure, t- go, you know, mix mix it up. Go after someone who's not expecting it. But in this case, now I don't know that voting out Jonathan over Lindsay would have just lost her the game. She might have just ended up against Marianne and or against Romeo and Mike anyway, and it would have been the same result. Um, but yeah, it you, would you have can't been really take that risk. Well, no, it would have been flashier. I think 
like Marianne, these probably aren't her exact words, but she said something along the lines of like, like, yeah, I could, I could just like let Lindsay go home, but that wouldn't be a big move. And it's like, why? I, I feel like there's been conversations I've had either with you or Chris that like, you have to kind of play survivor in a flashy way sometimes to get people to realize that you have power and you have control. But I usually would take the side of like, I would play a super passive game. Um, and then just maybe make one move at the end, hope to justify the rest of my game to the jury. And that's essentially what Marianne did. Um, and, and you'd also have to hope that you could get out everyone who had made like really good bonds and played a good strategic game ahead of you. Um, but I think, yes, she said something along the lines of this wouldn't be a big move. So I'm thinking about playing my idol for Lindsay. And it's like, well, yeah, that'd be a bigger move, but it'd be also a terrible move. Yes. Yeah. Big is big does not equal good. Yeah, and just I see, wanted see, to see. play it for Lindsay. I was I was fooling myself into believing that my pick had had some hope here, but uh, I was it was not to be. Um, so we get to the final five tribal, and um, Lindsay. Well, I, I guess one one thing I skipped over. Um, Lindsay before tribal basically tries to guilt Mike into playing the idol for for her because that's what he said he would do. What do you think of that approach? Um. It, it seemed like she was kind of making up some ground there. Uh, like he, he seemed to be emotionally affected by her pitch. Um, at the same time, you know, it's obvious what she's doing and like, it's obvious that, that she would do that, but it was also obvious in how hard she was pitching it. So it was like, kind of like, it's like we know what you're trying to do here. You don't have to do it so hard. Yeah, I feel it seemed like to me that she had just one, or at least she thought she had one angle to play, and she just went all in on it. I, I don't know if there was anything she could have done to get Mike to 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 play it for her. It didn't seem like. Um, but did you think then? Were you thinking going into tribal that if Mike did play his for Marianne? Did you have any belief that Marianne would play hers for Lindsay? Or do you think she was just going to hold it? I thought it was more likely that she would play it for Lindsay and they'd send Jonathan home. I was expecting that to happen. Okay. I'm not sure what I was expecting. I guess I maybe thought Marianne would kind of cave to the emotions of it and not think of the big move, smart move, obvious Marianne, move. emotional player? No, I know. I know. Shocker. Shocker. No, that, that's why it was surprising to me. <laughs> so it's actually like a really smart, subtle move. The I guess the, the one thing is, and we had it answered for us at Final Tribal, but and in the moment, did you think it would have been a stronger move to play an idol actively for somebody in front of the jury or to hold it and then reveal it like she did at Tribal? The, the only thing that I, I think would have been like a flashier move 
to also accomplish something smart and just to like totally like tear someone else down would be if Romeo played his fake idol for himself, threw it in the fire. And then Marianne's like, actually, I'm going to give Romeo mine because, you know, we, like <laughs> uh, we I got to sit next to him at the end. That would have been Marianne is, does not have that in her, but that would have been incredible. Yep. So, so, so Mike plays his idol for Marianne. <laughs> and if we're talking funniest moments in survivor history, this is way, way up there. So Mike plays his idol and then Romeo does the, Oh, Jeff. And you see the jury just kind of losing mind. Oh shit. Like they think something's happening. And he goes, he pulled out his little bracelet. He goes, I will not play this fake idol for myself. I'll throw it in the fire. And you, then you cut to the jury again. They're just like, like what? <laughs> what was this nonsense? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was, I mean, I remember Tori's face. She, her jaw was on the floor, but um, yeah, I, uh, like, I, I feel like he had a very different interpretation of how the game was going than what everyone else had. And this was like the, this is like the peak of that. Yes. Um, Dalton Ross, he captured a perfect four picture sequence of, it was a survivor story in four arcs where it's Romeo playing his bracelet, the jury's reaction, then Romeo saying it's a fake bracelet. And then the jury's reaction. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to send you a, a picture. Okay. <laughs> it's if you, because this is a podcast shocker, um, you can't see it. Shocker. Go to Dalton Ross's Twitter. I also, I also retweeted it. Um, so you can view that as well. Um, but it's just, it's just perfect. Did that come through? Yeah, I, I'll open it up here. Um, I'm getting just the one. I just sent you one picture. Okay, and that was the last one. This is the last one. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's it's Tori just looking confused. Dre, Dre, <laughs> Chanel, <laughs> Chanel, and Roxroy are the are the best in this one. Drea just is just look. Drea is just like, what the hell is do? Is he doing? High's got his hands up in the air, like what happened? Omer is trying not to laugh, and Dre, and Chanel and Roxroy is like giving the stink eye. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Well, Se- this out, it's 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 hilarious. I agree that this was like a very very funny thing and um i was watching i was watching this finale uh at my mom's house and she like i wasn't grasping how stupid it was the entire time i was like well i guess if he feels like he has to do that then like sure tell everyone that you have an idol and maybe they won't vote for you and she the whole time called it out she's like wait like he thinks they're gonna think that he needs to play an idol or like something like that. And then he plays it and she, she was like, man, that was, that was so stupid. Um, 
So I don't think that like in the grand scheme of things, this won't be looked back on as fondly as we would like it to be. Um, Cause I think there's far more like obvious funny moments, but, and they're trying not to embarrass him with this one. It seems like they really tried to downplay it. Um, but like the moment in itself is actually hilarious. Yes. It's, I'm going to say objectively hysterical for a lot of reasons. It was, I, I, I really hope somebody asked him in the, in the post show interviews about that decision. If he thought it was going to be a move. And again, maybe, maybe he knew he had a 0.00001% chance of winning and he was just doing anything he could to try to increase that just the tiniest bit. And if he, if he, if that's what he was doing, more power to him. If he actually thought it was a good move that was going to earn him points and it wasn't just a desperation play, then he just didn't have any idea what was happening in the game. Well, he, that wasn't the last time he mentioned it. So I think that is what he thought would happen. He thought that it would be perceived as a good move. Oh, yeah. Well, I was wrong. Good call. <laughs> yes, that's that's unfortunate. Um, but Marianne is, and then Marianne does not play her idol, which I think was the correct play. Correct um, play. Not really a play, but a play kind of correct decision. I guess that yeah. we're going to get into uh, the semantics of the word. Well, choice. yeah, I just mean like we we can talk, I guess, once we get to the final tribal portion of it, I'll I'll make a mental note of that. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I've got a note too. I was actually thinking in the in the moment that maybe it would have been better to actually use it, and even if she wanted to to still send Lindsay home, play it for Jonathan, just show it, show that you had an idol, and that you used it. I mean, because it's the last moment, so it's not like, not really like she played it incorrectly. She'd be playing it as a safety net. So, yeah, but maybe she thinks she's going to lose Lindsay's vote if she does that. I don't know. True. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Better not better just not play it than play it on somebody else. Good call. Um, and then we just get jump right to the final immunity challenge. And this is the moment, or in a second here, we get to it's the which I didn't know the name of it. Simotion is the Simotion. Yes. The so it's the one where they drop yeah. the ball in the tracks, it spins around, you catch it, put another one, you add balls periodically and you have only can only use one hand and this is the moment where i thought for sure without a doubt marianne is winning this game jeff does his usual you know check in with the with the players beforehand and marianne gets an extended super emotional heavy great moment of you know of her family how there's someone who just hasn't been talking to the family and maybe Watching her win Survivor could bring everyone back together. It's like, oh yeah, there she's gonna win after showing her go through that. It was the same uh-huh. thing in the in the Australian Survivor Blood versus Water. The same thing happened at their final tribal council or not tri- tribal council final challenge. Um, they brought in all the players, did the same kind of check in. They they had a phone call from their family, and the player who ended up winning the game had like a twice as long phone call that they showed at least as anybody else. It was super emotional. It was like, oh yeah, yeah, he's gonna win. He's gonna win. And then and then he did very handily, just like just like Marianne does here. And which is which is fine. Again, if they if they want you to be on board with the win, they want you to feel good about the win, then it was a fine moment. I thought it was pretty heavy-handed though, 
in kind of foreshadowing that she was going to win, but is what it is. Yeah. You know what brings the family even more together than winning that challenge? A million bucks? Getting third. <laughs> you think? Proceeds to be out second um, in that challenge. But yeah, I one of the comments that I that I made when she said that, I was like, yeah, I'm sure everyone's going to get real close if she wins a million dollars. Like, that's, uh, I mean, however you got to do it, go ahead. It seems like that she's pretty worked up about it. And however you get people talking again is uh, probably a good thing. But you, I mean, yeah, you, you hear stories about people getting famous and getting a lot of money and people wander back into their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully court go, should go without saying that. Hopefully that's not, that's not the case here, but if it does yep. help bring that person back into the fold, then if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Marianne. Yep. So we get to the challenge. It starts and Mike's out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like instantly. Did it start? Or was I, he I just out so. before that? It's, it's one of my favorite things. Like I'm not trying to be mean and, and taking joy and watching people fail, but when, when a challenge starts and a player's out just within like a second, it's always going to be funny. I don't care yeah. what the challenge is, but, and Jeff just like, Oh, we've talked before about Jeff kind of going a little soft in the berating the players. And I felt like he was, he was close to going in on Mike and he kind of did. So yeah. like, I can't believe it. I've never seen this before. And then still kept talking. I'm still, I'm still in shock, Mike. Well, he and, he was like, "We're just in warmups." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, we did, where's that one ball? I, I'm, I've never seen this before." It was incredible. It was like it reminded me of in in college. I lost a tennis match my freshman year, doubles match, to a school that my coach on our on a changeover felt the need to remind us we have never lost a match a single individual match to this school before like great not the not the, <laughs> not the pick not the pick us up we need but <laughs> oh, thanks coach man. what a what an insult to both of you at the same time like this the other school and you yes and they those two they played out of their like we should have won the match but they played out of their minds <laughs> like and, and we and we were better players overall you could tell but they played out of their minds they just hit everything anyway no one wants to hear about well, a in freshman this, in, college match but i i was kind of interested but in this case uh with mike you said you you don't take joy in seeing someone fail uh like immediately it what makes it a little funnier too is when the stakes are so high <laughs> that 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 sounds so like sadistic but i actually <laughs> might agree with that one it's okay. It's okay to laugh. It's uh, you can't you can't make it up. I mean, going into the challenge, like I never would have guessed that was going to happen. And uh, I think the the best one of the better parts too is that then he has to just sit there and just watch. It's not like it's not like it's him against himself and it's just over. Or it, you know, it it was him and one other person, so he loses, so they win. It's like. You have to sit there for who knows how long and just watch these people go through a moment where you should have been in there significantly <laughs> longer than you were. And then Marianne <sighs> goes out not soon after that on only two balls. And Jeff is pretty shocked too. 
Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I, I thought she was going to win that one. So when she, and they both dropped at the exact same time, um, which I don't know if that's poor planning or just bad luck, but, uh, like yeah. drop their next ball or drop like to, to they lose. both, both of the balls dropped out of the oh, contraption oh, simultaneously. Okay. So it's yeah. like not much you can do. That's that's maybe the one drawback to this challenge is that if you mess it up, you can't really like adjust after a certain point. Like I, I mean, yeah. I guess that's kind of the point of it. But I I'd I'd like it if maybe the track was like a, a touch longer so you could adapt to different timings. But again, minor nitpick, like most things, like a lot of things have been. Um, so Marianne's out, and it's down to Jonathan and Romeo. And I was praying for a Romeo win. Absolutely. Because yep. he, he was getting taken to the end, no matter what. He had to be. So to have him win and be in power actually made the decision kind of interesting. Because if it had been anybody else, if they're being smart, they're taking Romeo, sending the other two to fire. But with him there, the one guaranteed spot is now choosing the guaranteed spot. And and Romeo and then Romeo wins and ho- just hilarious. Absolutely pitch perfect hilarious that he that he wins the final immunity. Did you think they foreshadowed that at all? Because they were showing Jonathan kind of just like sitting back and like relaxing at times. Um, or do you think that was just how he was doing the challenge and he's just like more of a relaxed focus? I didn't pick up on that. Um so I, I, I don't, I never had that thought. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't, nothing caught my eye as, okay. as anything like that. I thought the, I thought the edit was to make him look very like nonchalant about it. Um, but I know that like some, some people when they're like focused, prefer to be relaxed. And he seems like the kind of person that would, that would be like that too. Cause like before the challenge, he was, he was jacked. He was like ready to go. Um, really really in the zone like competitive mindset and then it during the challenge he was like surprisingly calm but um yeah maybe that wasn't intentional but either way i mean credit to romeo he won he won a survivor individual challenge the most important one so all the credit there just given the situation in the game it was perfect for us for not the reasons he would have hoped it was but but still good for him, as Mike would say. Good for you, Romeo. <laughs> yep. So so pre-tribal, and so Romeo starts off by thinking that Mike has to be one of the two to make fire, and and Mike knows it. So he his his pitch then is to take Jonathan and have him and Mike, or sorry, he is Mike, have him and Marianne go to fire. You know, and that or, works. Yeah. yeah what mike it's like buddy you know you're going you know who you're going to make fire against you try you try and pull something else off but i mean the the thing is though his argument makes sense if if he go if romeo goes up against both mike and marianne they're the two most likable people out of the four left they're going to win one of between the two maybe Romeo could convince people to vote for him over one of them and Jonathan, 
but to convince the, the jury to vote for him over both Mike and Marianne, like there's, it's an impossible task. Now, Romeo winning at all is an impossible task, but at this point, you've, you've still got to try. You've still got to try, do what you can to win. And because it, it's still surviving, you never know what's going to happen. And this was just, that would have been the correct choice. Send, send Mike and Mar- I, mean, I think at least, what do you think? I, well, yeah, you, so you describing that, what I was saying is more like Mike makes the first move to try like to talk to Romeo and pitch his case and also fails, which is, is kind of a, kind of a rough day for Mike. Um, but yeah, I think the, the reasoning is definitely better to have, to take Jonathan with you and have Mike and Marianne make fire because yeah, I don't think Jonathan was a legitimate threat at all either. Yeah. And maybe you should have focused on that part of it, that the jury likes Marianne, they respect her, but yeah, he, he, he might've had better luck going, going that route. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe once again, Romeo just doesn't have finger on the pulse of, of the game. Cause he, he takes Marianne a surefire sign that he's going to lose the game. Um, not that that wasn't already guaranteed. Mm-hmm. He sends, sends Mike and Jonathan to fire. And I mean, it kind of stinks for Romeo because in his position, there was no good decision because either Mike or Marianne or both were going to be in that final tribal and, unless things went spectacularly wrong for both of them and perfect beyond belief for him, he might have a chance to win the game in that case. But I mean, it'd have to go. I can't even really imagine a likely scenario where he could have overcome that, but it kind of stinks that you're, you're making a a losing decision either way. You're picking who's going to, beat you for a million bucks which which sucks but that's the game um so mike was the challenge and i i went in before final tribal thinking at least it'd be competitive that at least if it had been if it had been marianne romeo and jonathan it would be eight zero zero maybe seven one zero at the most and at least with mike i was giving marianne the edge but i thought mike still had a chance yeah um or do we want to talk about their performances in front of the jury first? Cause I, I mean, my, yeah. Well, what do just... you, you think going into tribal just before, before any of the questions and answers? I thought Mike was a slight favorite over Marianne going into final tribal. Okay. But before final tribal, we get a little, what I think is a, a new thing or a returning piece at least where we saw basically confessionals from the jury kind of saying what the players needed to do to win. Um, we had, we had Roxroy. I don't know if this was an intentional joke or insult, but he said that R- Romeo's strength is that he was weak. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It was, I feel like that was, uh, it was like very, passive aggressive but like romeo didn't know that it came across as passive aggressive or i mean that uh roxroy thought that it didn't come across as passive aggressive but more just like passive 
<laughs> I, it it read to me that he he tried to find something nice to say about Roman's yeah. game, and that's the best he could come up with. Yeah. But King Roxroy, once again, once again, in amazing stuff. Um, but I, I loved this decision. I don't know what you thought. I loved it. It gives it gave us kind of like a rough rubric that we could kind of grade, if you will, the the players. Because obviously what, what the jury says in those moments, you can't take it as 100% concrete. But it gives you kind of a, a general idea of what they're looking for. And you can kind of you know, self-assess as they go how the different finalists are doing in regards to what the jury's looking for. Yeah, I I guess I could I could give or take um give or take that feature. It doesn't really matter to me. You can it's nice to have a little insight into what they're thinking beforehand, but like I I just also feel like it could be filler where they're like, yeah, what are you thinking before uh, before you go to tribal? Oh yeah, well, this and this and this. When ultimately it it doesn't really matter. I guess it's just like interesting to see if it changes, but who knows? I'd be completely fine with them keeping it. Um, I'm, and I'm wondering if it's if it's an effect of not having the live audience where they don't need to do the dumb check ins. They had some extra time to play with. Now I'm still more of a fan overall of the live finale. Oh, a hundred percent. But yeah, I like that they're finding creative ways to fill that time and not just doing the final three confessionals of, Oh, I'm so happy to be here. It's like, yeah, duh. Of course you are. And Oh, I hope I can, you know, give a good performance tomorrow. Obviously give us something at least useful or that presents as useful going into the, the last part of the game. Um, so we start the final tribal and instead of doing the outwit outplay outlast, we're going it, we're going through it as social, physical, and strategic. Still super dumb. Like there's yeah, except there, it doesn't go along with the actual theme of the show there's, anymore. There's just no reason to segment the final tribal into arbitrary boxes like that. It it's all gonna get covered. If your jur- if the jury's doing their job all going to get covered yeah yep just let them have the conversation let them ask their questions don't don't need to force to force it into it although it's it was a little less awkward than the outwit out play out last because that was even more arbitrary in your definition of what those words mean but still just let them have the fr- a free-flowing discussion, yeah I, debate whatever here's where i get like a little frustrated with that. So yes, outwit outplay outlast is arbitrary and like it, who even knows what like outlast means? Like I, I understand that frustration. Um, what I, what I don't like is at least those three things are like officially like characteristics of the game according to the show's description like those this is like okay so now we like picked like so physical strategic and social are officially the three components of survivor now is that like is that a thing or like they just i i think unofficially yeah like if you think about if you listen to other podcasts or read other recaps, whatever, those are kind of the three things they come back to as if you want to boil it down to three aspects, 
those would be the three. Yeah. Those, or like, those are the three that get landed on. But there's nothing the show has said that. That's says, like, what I mean. What it is. Yeah. yeah. Like the show has officially deemed that these three things are now the the main three facets of the game. But yeah. whatever. I mean, it, who cares? We're just saying the same thing yeah. in different ways. It's, yeah. it's dumb. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. If anything, it just makes the final travel a little more awkward. Um, but so the big thing was that for Mike, the jury needed him to own his game. Like we talked about earlier on here tonight, that with the honor and integrity, he's got to own up that he wasn't honorable in the way he was presenting his game to be. And that if he can do that, he can win the game. If he doesn't, he's going to lose the game. It felt like to me that on an emotional level, they wanted Marianne to win, but Oh, absolutely. Not even, but yeah, but they, at least from what we, what we saw, they were, they weren't just going off of that. They, they wanted, they still needed her to give them a reason to vote for her or for Mike to give them a reason to not vote for him. And he did exactly that. Well, yeah, I think this is more of like a psychological principle, but if you go in knowing what you want, like the, the term is confirmation bias and like, you're just going to go in looking for positive things from Marianne and negative things from Mike. And like, that seems to be what happened is that like Marianne really, really swayed the jury and Mike maybe lost some votes going in and it's like, Oh, I wonder how that happened. Well, like this is many, many rant for me, but when you have one person in her confessional saying that she wants to vote for a woman and another showing up with a feminist shirt on, then it's like, okay, well, I guess we know who we want to win and uh, let's see how we get there. No, that, that's fair. I, I took more, maybe not more issue with, with high shirt than Drea's comment. Cause Drea, Drea at least acknowledged that that's what she wants, but she was going to try not to let that, be the driver of her decision now you can try you can try now yeah now when it comes down to it that's a discussion for someplace that's not not here i don't want to have that discussion but i i do believe that at least she was trying to give give mike a fair shot to to win to, to earn that vote or secure the vote um but i also think marianne earned it so i'm not really going to quibble with it because I think she gave a great performance. I think she played a great end game that her win was deserved. And if it was, if it was, if she, if she was less so, if I can't even think of whoever it might've been, because even, even a Lindsay win, I would have, I would have been completely fine with him a gameplay standpoint, but if it'd been a, a lesser player, I would have taken more issue, but Marianne played absolutely well enough to deserve the win. So I, I'm not, Personally, I'm not going to think more about that. Yeah. See, I'm. This is where we can we can get to the end and kind of discuss how we feel about the. Uh, like who played the the better game and stuff. It sounds like you might not want to rehash that a ton. Um, but yeah, I you were also going to mention something about High's shirt. But uh, is that like something that it's like okay we need to make sure that the jury is like at least appearing to be unbiased so maybe let's screen the clothing before we 
go out there. I mean, maybe we had another dragon situation. I was going to say, you took it. You took the words <laughs> out of my mouth. How are we letting this guy wear this shirt to final tribal? He can't let coach wear his dragon's shirt. <laughs> I think, I think that's my biggest issue is that it, that if, if high wants to wear that, sure. You know, if you want to show who you're voting for, that's your prerogative, but production should step in and say, we need to, if, if you see Mike and Romeo walk in and they see you wearing that shirt, they're going to think, oh, I've lost High's vote 1000%. You need to at least present that you're going to be, be fair and objective. And maybe he was, for all we know, maybe he was, and he wanted to wear the shirt. So just to, to show it on TV for whatever reason, fine. He can explain it away. I'm not really interested, interested in that. I think I do think production should have said, for the reasons you just said, laid out. This needs it to at least have the appearance of being fair and balanced. Just wear like literally any other shirt. All right, we'll, we'll leave it at that. It is what it is. Yeah, can't 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 help it now. Um, but the big moment was Marianne and the idol. She she revealed that she didn't play it. And then she laid out, this was the, this was like the clincher. It's not just that she had the idol and didn't play it, but she, she laid out exactly how it set up her game from the moment she found it to getting to the end, the final three and the music swelled and it was like, okay, she's, she's winning the game. She might not sweep it, but she's winning the game. That's what I thought at least. You're going to have to like, run that back for me then how she how from when she found it to the very end of the game how she like i guess tied that into her end strategy because what i remember was she said oh yeah from the final six here's like the order i wanted to vote people out and it set me up where this would happen and then this would happen uh or if under a different scenario these two things would happen and I'd make it in. But it's like, they just told us that it wasn't even your idea to take out Omer. Like this is, so how can you tell me now that yes, like you had set this whole thing up, but like everyone there knows that like someone else gave you the idea of who to vote out uh, that, that those two things were not adding up for me. So, so here I'm, I'm trying to find the recording here to get to that point. So you can maybe listen to it, but m- my read on it was that with the, with the secret, you know, idol revealed and then just having an explanation for how she played it into her game. Like the, it was more of the effect of the explanation than the actual plan behind it. That's how I read it at least, but I'm going to try to find that, that moment here. Okay. Well, Let's see. Let's yeah, see. I, I just don't get like, I mean, yeah, if you need to focus quick on. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Okay. Okay. I think I found it here. It'll come in a little before. Playing the game with Can you hear that? I used yep. the beginning of the game to set up that game. Right, and so then here, from here's, down, here's I played the game that I thought to, that would best to get, get me to the end. I don't want to skip ahead here, Marianne, but I'm here we really, go. really, really interested in what you have to say because we slept together by the fire every night, and I don't know what you really did in the game. My one big move that I did was set myself up to be in the final three with multiple combinations with Omer's vote. Let me explain to you why. When I voted out Omer, 
Mike gave me his word that he will give me his idol at the final five, and that would guarantee me the final four. But then, you know, you might be like, Mike backed on his word, so like, how were you so sure? And the reason is, I kept the only secret in this game. I actually, after your vote, Tori, had the merch idol. I can show it to you right now. And I told no one about it. You can see it over here. Here's the idol. Here's the note. So now we're then off to my final four. Jonathan, Mike, me, and Romeo. So that meant that if I won, I'm going to the end because I'm not making fire. If Mike won, he gave me his word that I would go to the end. If Romeo won, Romeo was afraid of Mike, he would take me to the end. And if Jonathan won, he would want to go and have that final big move to take Mike out, and Romeo and I would be at the end. By taking you out, Omar, I gave myself the best position to be sitting in. Okay, so let's analyze. By taking you out, Omer, I gave myself the best chance to be sitting here. It wasn't your idea. So I, I think what what happened there, and I, I agree with that because they discussed that same thing, is that she was able to leverage that into bettering her position in the game and taking advantage of the opportunity that came with Omer being voted out. That's how I read it, at least. I disagree. I think that, I mean, she spun it that way, and I guess you can Yeah, give and her I think that's really, all, that's really all that matters. You can, you could, yeah, give her credit for convincing, in my opinion, probably pretty stupid jury at, at that point. Like, it's like, no, you, you already told her that she did not come up with this idea. And now all she's doing is explaining how someone else coming up with that idea affected her game it's not like she actually did anything so so i think i think there's a couple things happening here i think in that moment she looped in the omer vote as part of her larger cadre of moves but i think what it really did for her game overall was regardless of whose idea it was to take omer out hers or not put that aside that once omer was gone she she leveraged that new chance, the new change in game to secure her place. But she was able, but what she did smartly here was she still looped that vote into her plan, her overall explanation. And I think everyone got caught up in the big moment of the idol being revealed big moment there. And then how she used it to her advantage. But I, I don't think the actual move was anything to do with, the Omer vote, it was what happened after Omer was gone. But still, like, this is, this is, I guess we're just going to have to disagree on this because, like, sure, after he was gone, like, you're, you're saying that she kind of leveraged some pieces, including her idol, but, like, everything still just fell into place for her after Omer left. It's not like she won immunity. Like, sure, Mike, Mike gave her his idol which he didn't need and she didn't need so it's like okay well what are you going to change there plus everyone wants Lindsay gone so you're just going to let that happen which i'm not saying was stupid because that's the right move to do but it wasn't even like a move it was just like everything it feel like it felt like the game was more happening to her um and i was i was way more in on her before the episode because I thought that the Omer move was like a solo Marianne move that she could put on her resume. And then as we learned throughout the show, like I actually cooled down on her because you heard right there, Drea was like, 
I slept to you or I slept next to you by the fire every night. And I have no idea what you were doing. Like, how do you, how do you go through the entire game like that and then show up at final tribal and just accept that she's like, Oh yeah. Even though this wasn't my idea, it happened. And then here's how the rest of my game fell into place. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I get that. I'll vote for you to win. I think you also can't overlook the conviction with which she gave the explanation. She had that answer locked and loaded and she, she, she went through it perfectly. I, I think, and I don't know if this affected it, but she, she's a pastor. She can, she, her job is basically public speaking. So she's very comfortable doing that. Mike wasn't so much. So we stumbled through some of his answers. If, if she had stumbled through that part of her explanation and maybe wouldn't have landed as firmly and effectively as it did. But when she goes from word one to the end of going through that, and she says it with confidence, with clarity, she knows what she's saying and how to say it. I, I don't think you can overlook that part of the answer as with how effective that can be in convincing people. If you sound convincing and you sound confident, it's going to help people believe what you're saying. Even if, even if you only need, to, need them to believe it for a couple minutes right before the vote, that might be what happened. It might and be. And, and to me, that's more credit to her being able to present her answers in that way. Yeah, I, yeah, I think they were they were looking for a reason to vote for her, and she answered a question, and then that was that was it. I'm I'm honestly like, I don't think she played a bad game. Like I, I really don't think she played a bad game. I thought that she had a lot more momentum, and I respected her game more coming into this episode before I knew how the Omer vote worked. Um, so like with that said, I mean, now that we're kind of talking about final tribal and, and all that, like to me, like sure. Mike didn't necessarily like own what he did or like give them like the words that they needed but like it does it doesn't mean that he didn't do all of those things like he he like definitely played the better game like as far as relationships strategy taking people out at the right time um not necessarily letting like friendships get in the way of the right thing to do i feel like he was way ahead of her and there's it, this is where you know the the pitch to the jury at final tribal is a huge deal and i understand that's part of the game and that's that's part of the reason why she won was because she outperformed him there i get that um i just think that like yes that that is part of it it's not all of it though and i feel like what he did throughout the game so outweighed what she did that those however many minutes of final tribal it's like it's easy to let those be your biggest impression because they're your last impression. But like, there has to be a point where you, you can take, you can look at it more of a big picture and, and understand that like for 95% of the game, like this dude was running circles around her. That's fair. That's all very fair. I think, 
my my one my one maybe my my main counter counter to that would be with Mike's game because he put so much emphasis on the honor and integrity part and they called him out on a lot of that and he says oh I never lied and they said oh you did he said oh yeah I I lied there because of this he tried to like talk his way around that without fully owning it that I think that probably went a good decently long way in either making them think he he played a lesser game because he couldn't back up what he was saying he did or that they're saying if you're saying you played this game of honor and integrity prove it and you couldn't prove it that's how i kind of interpreted his performance that that they were able to poke so many holes in what he was saying about his own game that they didn't feel they could vote for him yeah it was it was one hole but it was pretty big hole um yeah like that's what you're backing your entire game on yeah i i just think that like sure you know you can say that you're playing with honor and and integrity and you're not lying and then they can point out it's like well actually like you kind of did but it's like it does it doesn't mean that like those weren't all great moves like it's it's just that you're like in a way they're so petty that like they they won't vote for him unless he satisfies their ego and was like you know what yeah i i didn't play the honest game that i said i was playing you're all right and like i'm sorry that like that's really what they were looking for it doesn't mean that he didn't play a significantly better game but we're kind of saying the same thing yeah well i think part of the jury management is ego stroking to to an extent i mean the the whole point of the game is to vote people out to still get them to vote for you to win the game there's some big egos on that jury and part of that is to see i i never i never thought this jury was was petty I, I, I didn't interpret it that way. I just think they had a maybe maybe a narrow view of Mike's game. And so that there was less wiggle room for him to explain it. And so if he veers a little to the left or a little to the right, he's going to go out of that window they had set for him. All right. Yeah. But well, <laughs> that's how I saw it. Yeah. Well, uh, we should we should talk about the cast at the at the end once we get through this uh final tribal here oh aside from the vote i think that was all i had i mean romeo yeah romeo i think romeo did fine given the i circumstances, think he yeah he just he had he had nothing to stand on compared to those two yeah like his he did well at final tribal but his game did not hold up and they recognized that about him but not not about Marianne. But he also didn't really have anything to point to aside from the one immunity win. Yeah. He, he didn't have anything that he could single out as at any that, point in the game. That a, fake idol play. It was so good. I already forgot. Well, about one it. of the most brilliant moves I've ever seen. I think my favorite part about that is how he, how he, how he threw it into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna play it, so I'll throw it in the fire. It's like going for the moment. Like, sure, I expect that, but it it just came off as like as very cringy with how little effect it had. But credit to him, he. I that's got to be one of the toughest positions you can be in. I mean, I think back to to Troy Zan in the Game Changers finale, when at one point just like, hey, I realized this isn't going my way. Just thank you all for the experience. I really enjoyed myself. 
and it's kind of just kind of just kind of pieced out. But when you're in that in that third spot, you just know you're not winning. That's gotta suck. You're just, you're just kind of waiting for it to end. And to his credit, he he never stopped you know fighting, and giving good answers, and trying at least. Yeah. No, that's that's we're definitely going to agree on that. I think he uh, he definitely presented his game and himself in a much better way than he had prior. We can agree on that. Now, did were you surprised at the final vote that it was a seven one zero? Yeah, yeah, I was super surprised um, to the point where I thought like. How does how does everyone land on that on that consensus aside from like the one guy who's obviously going to vote for Mike and has been with Mike since the merge? Like that that seemed weird to me that it was so cut and dry um, among everyone but Jonathan. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to be very interested to hear the. The interviews, I think, don't know if they'll, you know, if like our happen, them they'll have, and I'll have the final five. I don't know who else will have on right away at least. Um, but hopefully, to hear from the the full jury or most of the jury, just to hear their their thoughts on on that, because that's always it's always going to be a question. Obviously, is you know you voted for for Marianne, why was that? How close were you voting for Mike? Blah blah blah. So I'm really curious to hear what the reasons given are. Now, obviously, it's months after the fact, so they can couch answers however they might want to but i still think it'll be interesting to hear hear their thoughts on that on that front see how they how they landed there um i i do have some some inside information too from from chris um so if you're looking for opinions on like are you surprised that this happened this way uh me and chris were talking about this a little bit and he said after the uh after like the pitches had been made to the jury and the jury was like writing down their votes he thought it was going to be six two mike interesting i thought it was going to be i would have pegged it either five three or six two for marianne that that's what i said but i think chris was taking more of more of that big picture into account and it's like i uh, I think that as far as, yeah, gameplay, that would have been a like a 6-2 Mike win would not have been out of the question. Um, but maybe, maybe I just outed Chris for being uh, super wrong and <laughs> and that didn't really do any good. But I'm, a, I'm a, thought, no, the, the good was that you outed Chris as being super wrong. That always that's always good. <laughs> I just thought it would be interesting to throw that to throw that information in there because uh, like we're we're saying that yeah it's kind of surprising that Marianne won 7 to 1 even though we kind of thought she had an edge going in and then meanwhile like we might even be on the other end of the spectrum as as a guy like Chris who's still like no i mean i thought mike clearly was going to get all the votes if only chris didn't have an early morning he could have been on here I'd love, this. I'd love to hear more about about why he thought that, but we'll never know. We'll never know. There will be, never be a chance again to, to figure out what happened at that Star Forty Two Final Tribal. Um, do you have any any last thoughts on the on the Final Tribal before we get on to some final thoughts? 
No, no, I, I did my, my soapbox moment. Okay. Um, big picture. What'd you think of the season? Uh, I heard, I heard your, cause I listened to the two that I missed or the, uh, was it three? No, I missed two, two. And, uh, we did the, the one week without one. Um, I heard how you guys thought of it. I would rank it much lower than, than what you guys ranked it. Um, you were saying like some of the seasons that were kind of around it. Um, I know some like, of the ones that I mentioned, you're a little higher on than I am. But even even like a token jeans, like we both really like token jeans. And I I don't think this is anywhere near that. Um, but I then again, I think we both have different ideas of the cast too. And we we both said in the past that that's like a huge factor in our enjoyment of the season. Yeah, I, I loved this cast. I, I loved them. Yeah, I. <laughs> man it there was a couple people that i really liked um i i'll say like tori and mike probably were the two most compelling people for me to watch um honestly outside of that like sure there was like funny moments from roxroy and like Drea had a bunch of advantages, but like that doesn't that doesn't make you compelling to watch to me. Like there was, I, I've said this now to a couple people because um, I genuinely feel this way. I I think a cast. I'm just picking a random guy who went far in the game, and I generally had a positive opinion of. I would prefer 18 Gavins to this cast that they gave me. I I would find that much more interesting like as far as they were like if they're all playing slightly different games and like there's like a gavin playing from the top and a gavin playing from the bottom like just to be clear gavin from edge of extinction yes yes um should have won the game gavin yes that that edge of extinction that gavin um like this this cast to me i mean i could run down i could run down the list and obviously we love lydia too um but being that she's not on the jury, like I'm, I'm just going to name some of the people who I saw this episode. So like, for example, a guy like high, right. Oh, he's like kind of the strategist of the season. Um, Omer is kind of like the puppet master. I, I didn't think either of them were likable at all. Like I thought high, high to me, at least what was presented of him on TV was like one of the most unbearable personalities to watch he was so arrogant and like really pretty average um and that's that's what i mean it's like that's like their main strategist of the season and i i got pretty much nothing out of him um like they said drea how many advantages do you have she lists all of them she she didn't do anything with any of them like I, I don't know what I'm supposed to, what I'm supposed to make of that. Like, you have, uh, like Roxroy. Sure, yeah, he had like a few moments where it's like, oh, what's Roxroy doing? Wow, that was that was pretty, pretty funny. Um, I I don't. It just 
it didn't click with me. I thought it was still better than 41 somehow. Um, like, and, and not by a small amount. I thought it was, well, it was, it was, it was edited way, way better. That could the, also, they, that, they put the focus back on the players and less so on look at all these cool things we're, we're introducing to the game. And they let, they let the players drive the narrative this season versus the advantages. That's a great point. Um, so that could have also played a part in it because maybe, maybe that's why I'm like, I thought this season was more enjoyable and the cast was like, I feel like I got to know them better. Um, but as I go down the list one by one, like I can't really say many good things about watching them. Like, so I think, I think that might've had something to do with it. Just the amount of time that was given to the cast, as opposed to like how much I actually liked the people. Sure. Just like there was time with the cast versus letting the camp life feel like, like the extra scraps from the table in 41. Yeah. I mean, and, and just not to, not to keep, you know, driving this nail home, but like Jonathan offered pretty much nothing. It was like, it was fun to watch him in the team challenges, just carry his own tribe, but also Lindsay was on his tribe and she's a phenomenal challenge player too. But like, she didn't even offer much else other than that. Like I pretty much everyone who made them merge. I don't know. I, yeah, I just think back even some recent casts like the edge of extinction cast, I thought was way, way better than this. And that wasn't like a particularly positive season when people look back on it. Well, yeah, I think, I mean, that one specific example, I don't think the, the cast wasn't the problem. Just no, the literal game was there. David, was David problem. versus Goliath cast. Awesome. Um, even ghost Island cast. I thought, I thought that cast was way better. Um, and that's a, that's a middle of the road cast. I would say like you, you have a few very, very compelling people on that season. And that's like still ahead of this one. So my, my thing with the cast here and thinking more on it, that there aren't as many standout singular characters that you could just plop into any given season and they'd pop like David versus Goliath. You could put almost anyone from that season into any other season and they're going to be awesome. Christian, Angelina, they're going to be fantastic. I think this cast for me just gelled for a season in a really fun way, but I don't know like a, a Daniel Strunk or a Lydia Tori, probably Marianne. They're going to be really fun to watch any season you put them in but someone like like drea i feel like needs the right cast to kind of pop in because everything we've heard from her is that she was a lot more fun and energetic than the than the edit showed so i think if she gets the right group of people that can be be more present i think Lindsay, i like Lindsay a lot she's not a a dynamic character so i don't know that she can just be great in just any given season um roxroy Every season just needs someone like Roxroy that's just kind of there to be fun, but he's not like a, a singular survivor character. I mean, he could be, I guess you could argue he could be just with how much he enjoyed being alone and really just wanted to build shelters and 
do the physical part and be away from his his nagging wife. Um, but I think that that <laughs> I think that for me is that the cast, this particular combination of a cast, just worked really well. It's kind of it's kind of like when we compared David versus Goliath to Kagayan when we were talking about what's the single best all new player cast. And granted, those are well above this cast. But just as an as an example, is that we kind of said the same thing. David versus Goliath. You could put any one of them any season. They're going to be awesome. Kagayan was maybe more of a lightning in a bottle, aside from the the Tonys and um. Oh, I'm blanking. Was it Sherry? Is that his Trish? No, Trish. 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 Yeah. Yep. Trish. She's going to be her wild self, kind of anywhere you go. But for the most, for a good chunk, that that cast, they just matched up well together. And I think that's kind of what we got with this one, at least at least for me, that they just they 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 were a good combination of this group of 18 people and that if they come back, maybe I won't, I won't like them as much the second time around in terms of a, a character on the show. I think they worked as a group of 18. OK, so I, I look at like. Lucina, Cass, Jatia, Wu. Like there's individually on that season, there still is. Yeah. And like I said, that's more of an extreme yeah, example. But... Yeah. Even like, yeah, uh, we, we don't need to keep, we don't need to keep listing examples of casts that I think are, are better than this one, but yeah, <laughs> I just, like it'd be a lot. It, it would be. Um, but I just really, I've had such a hard time getting into the cast the last two seasons um, that like, I'm I'm starting to get worried for every season that is coming up with a new cast. Okay, I don't I don't like to hear that. I don't like to hear that. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, forty three will will go a long way in in easing those those worries. Yep. I guess only time will tell. We got a few months left, September or something, before. The new season kicks in. Got our first glimpse. Did you watch through the the final and see the little preview? I did. I did. Yep. It was a, it was a new Survivor season preview. I don't it really is. put much stock into those. Except when, a... except when we're, except when we're seeing Zeke in his big flowery shirt from the the Millennials versus Gen X preview. I don't I don't really pay pay much mind to what we see here because they're going to show some goofy moments, some some out, outlandish moments. And it is what it is. Yep. Do we uh, do we want to talk about some of the things that are staying for the next season? Not really, but a lot of the dumb stuff is. Yeah, twenty six days. Which staying. I don't. Which I don't care about the days. I've come around on that. I'm I'm fine. Um, the earn the merge. That. If if they want to do the earn the merge without the hourglass twist, fine. I don't like it. I but that's miles ahead of the hourglass twist. They want to do the earn the merge. Half the tribe is guaranteed. The other half goes is goes to tribal council vulnerable. Go with it. Did did they say? Did they just phrase it as earn the merge, or did they say earn the merge with the hourglass? No, it was not the hourglass was not listed. It just said earn the merge. Um, okay. but I mean, that's that's gotten like universal hatred. Yeah. And when when backlash is that strong, edge of extinction. 
probes and production have listened, hopefully they will listen again with with that part of it. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, Shot in the dark is staying. Prefer it goes, but I can live with it. Um, Let's see. I feel like there's a fourth, but it's on the same. It's uh, oh, maybe I don't know. Well, uh, well it, Jeff it, tonight said how much he loves do or dies. That one's probably sticking around for these little pro- more seasons. Probably. Yep. So I guess what I'm saying is like, I thought that 41 and 42 were going to be like an experiment and not necessarily how we should expect the rest of the seasons to go. Um, just because they, with COVID policies, they could be limited to this setup at least for one filming period, but it sounds like they're mostly keeping everything from these last two seasons. And that's even with things being different now, like that's, that's why I'm not optimistic is it's like, Oh, so some of that wasn't like, that's just because that's how you wanted it to be. It's not because that was your hand being forced. Well, I, I think the, the the main one of that was just the shortened show. And when they saw that they can shave two weeks off of filming time, save that that money, and still have a well-received show, they're going to keep that every time. The other things, I don't think anything else had to be because of COVID. I think they just had a chance to reset and try some things out. And they like what they like. And hopefully they'll they'll make some changes for 43. Because there are changes that can be made for the better, you know. The we'll we'll see what happens with the beware advantage if that changes or changes at least how it's played or how it's presented. But time will tell. It's really all we can say. Yep. <laughs> On that note, I feel like I'm I'm a lot more optimistic going forward than you are, and hopefully we can. You you definitely are. Hopefully you can um, you can match me after. In, a, in after an exceptional season 43 premiere. Right. Yeah. And we'll be back here. I'm, I'm going to say it, but I, I, I'm, I feel like you're, you're wavering a little bit, but hopefully I am wavering. I, I'm an wavering off, in off yeah. pod discussion, but hopefully we will be back as normal for 43. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess we should, we should probably end it on a better note than that. Um, but yeah, I all in all, um, from the the direction that they're going from forty one to forty two, uh, definitely an improvement. And um, I I will say I'm I'm more used to I'm more used to I guess the some of the things that they've added, and I hope that they will yeah emphasize some of the not so difficult ones to watch um, and, and get rid of the ones that are more criticized, um, which it seems like they've kind of started to do. Yeah. And I think at some point they do need to listen to, to fans and when consensus is so similar, I guess, I mean, that's what consensus is. Um, so that didn't mean anything, but like for the hourglass twist, nobody likes it. And if you if the fans of the show, the ones who keep the show running, hate something that much, 
I mean, there hasn't been a there hasn't been a Twitter hashtag movement like there was for Edge of Extinct for End the Edge or whatever or whatever it was. But I feel like all the positive probes has to get on the hourglass is how dumb it is. Hopefully, yeah. smart, smart to listen. Yeah, um, yeah. And my my last thing too, um, as far as like what what I would be wavering on is that like obviously Survivor now has become more of like a a tradition than anything else where it's like all right we tune in we know we're getting jeff like we know we're getting xyz like he's gonna say all say the same things every episode like the tribe has spoken and there has been like the game in itself like i always just loved the game and i i think that's what uh heroes versus villains boston rob said was uh when he was like when he passed out on the ground and he was getting treated for like dehydration and a case of what he calls crybabyitis um <laughs> he had some people trying to help him and he was like no i can't quit i love and respect the game too much and um this season and in recent seasons, particularly 41. Um, but this season there was a, there was a discussion at one of the tribals that we've talked about. It was the last time I was on, I believe. And um, it was said like, yeah, like the game is important, but this is about something bigger than the game. And, and it's going to work its way in. Well, I'm here to watch the game. So if you're going to tell me that there's other things I should care about more than the game, why would I watch the game? Like, I just keep keep the game Survivor. Let's focus on the strategy. Um, I, let's not throw too many absurd changes in. It was great how it was. And the farther away from the actual focusing on the game that you get, the less interested I will be in watching it. So I'm that that's where I'm at right now. Um, I, I think there is some room to compromise there. Um, but I, I'd like to see how they, how they plan to do that. Okay. Fair, fair concerns. Um, I hope, um, like I said, I hope 43, you'll give a shot and it'll draw you back into the, at least on the path towards the good old days, but I guess can't do anything about it now. Just to wait until, until 43 kicks up. But if you're looking for some extra survivor, it's kind of get you back into it. There's always international Jared. Chris was just pitching Australia to me approximately 1.5 hours ago. Yes. So. Yes. Chris and I potted about the, the latest Australian season. We might be doing the upcoming South African season. If he can get cut up in time, premiere sometime in July. Those seasons are fantastic. They're, I know Australians a little, little mixed bag. I'm a fan of what they're doing with it. I know some people take issue with some of the edits and whatnot, but don't even do that. It's a lot of fun, big challenges, big characters, big season. It's great. Um, South Africa is fantastic as well. Got their eighth season coming up. Um, first returning player season. 
like I said, Chris and I may be podcasting about that. I'll at least be blogging about it. That's the plan, at least. Whenever that starts in July. And we'll see about any off-season episodes. We have any, any ideas to, you know, keep the keep the podcasting skills fresh and up to date. But um, we'll see about that. If we have anything come to, come to mind, if you have any suggestions, let us know. Uh, but to make sure you don't miss anything, just make sure you are subscribed uh, to the show, Talking Llama. Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter at Llama Talk Pod, Instagram at Talk Llama Pod. And for Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambridge. We'll see you next time for the Scoop of the Crispy.